Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with my good, good pals, Dave Damashek, Charlotte Wilder. It is Friday. We made it to the end of the week. We have our extra points for extra pay parlay. We're going to tease that. That's coming at you at the end of the hour. Yes, we've made the FanDuel betters $1.5 million, and we are not going to stop there. How much, how much, we, Charlotte, how much are we going to make the, uh, by the end of the year, how much are we going to make the FanDuel betters? We're going to make them at least $30 million. Okay. Dave, what do you think? I'm going to go $30 million and $1, okay. Bob Barker. Okay, those are very, all right. Those are legitimate guesses, but you are wrong. We are going to aim for $100 million. That is how much we're going to make. Yes. Is that true? Raise your eyebrows. That, well, that's that's the goal. Yeah, this is a telethon. We're right. all rich. I could say anything, really. Uh, but <gasps> I hope that we get them $100 million. That would be great. What's not great, I don't want to bring I don't want to bring the mood down here because we're all excited about the weekend and the games, but uh, I got some news today and everybody said oh 2020 sucks. I wasn't buying it. I didn't see it. I didn't <laughs> see any evidence of it. But now hmm. now it is clear to me when Coca-Cola makes a decision to cut Tab from their product line. Ooh, no more Tab. Dave, you know how much I love Tab. I have Tab in the garage. I was a big fan of Tab. And now it is no more. You're making a face. Tab, Charlotte, I don't know if you're even uh, aware this that, was a drink. I didn't know they still made it, let alone it uh, could be canceled. Do you really have that, that in your garage? Like you That drink might this? be part of the problem that a lot of people I, I tell this to say, <laughs> I didn't know they still made it. Sal, yes, I like it. Sal, you drink this? Yeah. You have I this in your tab. garage? You're not kidding? I, I exclusively drink Tab and Coke Zero. Um, I'm a little more on the Coke Zero side lately, wow. but I, I mix it up with a tab now and then. I love it. The everyone goes crazy because if they, uh, you know, they sometimes have to go to two or three uh, supermarkets to find it. Well, now don't even bother because <laughs> they cut it. I'm very upset. Apparently, it it brought in 0.1 percent of 22 billion dollars in diet cola sales. Mm. Um, diet Coke's at 35 percent. Coke Zero, 22 percent. I have to think. Diet Pepsi's somewhere in the middle there. I'm I'm crestfallen, Dave. What do I do? I'm I, I'm I'm sorry for you in this show of disloyalty from someone to whom you and your pal Jimmy Kimmel have sworn lifelong loyalty. Maybe needs to be broken. Maybe you need to turn the way of Mo Damashek, who rides Team Pepsi and Ooh. has for many decades. Maybe that's the warning shot you need to fire over at the Coca-Cola. Oh people. boy. I don't know if I'm ready to do that. I would like, well, I would like an explanation, but I don't know. Um, well, let's get them on the line. Yeah. This reminds All right. Yeah. Maybe we bring them in a Go ahead. safer version of when I was in college, I think it was a junior. They had four loco came out, um, mm -hmm. which was basically caffeine with like 151 rum. I mean, it was, it was, it would stop your heart and poison your liver <laughs> at the same time. It was very effective. Um, but kids would, you drink one can and they would just black out and they banned it because they were like, this is not healthy. But people, I knew kids in college who hoarded the original four loco. So yeah. this is sort of like the PG version of that. I don't know, Sal, maybe you should hoard some tab. Can you do that? Can you well, buy them I feel all like up? that. I feel like that's what I've been doing um, until now. I don't know who else is buying it, but you're right. I did think about that, Charlotte. I wonder how 
how long before it goes bad? And then I think it will. Well, the answer is they probably haven't made new tab since uh, 1978. Yeah, so no, maybe, it's like maybe tab it Keith bad. Richards and cockroaches. <laughs> OK, that's good. That's it good. is kind of like uh, that when Elaine in Seinfeld had that piece of wedding cake for 100 uh, years. Yeah. You, you could just like have a fridge full of tab uh, that exists longer than you do. Your mortal life could expire before the cans of tab might. Right. That's something to give a shot to. All right. Well, thank you. I, I don't I'm know. Sorry for yeah, you. Yeah, I feel really I mean, bad. I mean, also you'd think it's not losing money. They could keep it around for you. It's still 0.1 percent. You know what? I was trying to figure that out, Charlotte. What is 0.1 percent of 22 billion dollars? It seems like a lot, but my calculator only goes like to 220 <laughs> million. So, and then I got confused with the decimals. I'm like, screw this. So, but it ends up being like 36 dollars or something. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Still a profit. But- Anyway, I but you know what I I know that it politically our nation is a, a is largely a two party system, but I hope that this leads to the third party, namely Royal Crown, uh, establishing a greater foothold. I admire it. It's hung in there all this time, year after year, decade after decade. R.C. Cole, it's still talk about it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. Good for you, Royal Crown. We can all take a lesson from you. You're kind of like the Cleveland Browns. Wait, you're still in the division? That's good for that you. That took me a second because I was like, no, Dave, it's Crown Royal Water Break. Right. And then I was like, yes. oh, that's a thing. <laughs> Royal Crown's a thing. It is weird that they went opposite there. And I, as yeah. a cola aficionado, have you had Crown uh, Royal Crown? Now I'm like, Royal Crown. <laughs> It is as average as it gets. It really is. I mean, Pepsi has a tiny bit of a flavor that I hate. Uh, Coke, I love. Uh, and then there's whatever uh, Royal Crown, Crown Royal, Royal Crown, Royal Crown. <laughs> right in the middle. I'm nothing. I'm not, nothing if not a marketing genius, yeah. obviously. And I, why have we not had, as Charlotte brings up, the uh, the Crown Royal Royal Crown partnership? Let's make that happen. That's yeah. a mixer, and, and, and I think one. by. I think extra point gets a, a piece of the action for developing this. I idea. like that, but yes, I like strong. That. In fact, I don't even know why we need to go on. Um, let's say well, I, I, I do. <gasps> Can I? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, you're throwing a pity party over there. Oh, what happened? Oh no, misery loves company, Sal, and uh, to you know join you in on that. I, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We have some sports to talk about, but I, I do eh. want to take a moment. I've been tormented for the better part of a week by a bald headed fool from my <laughs> hometown of Pittsburgh, PA. I don't understand those tra- those traitorous attacks against me. But as I want to show you now, oh Joel, the producer has been haranguing me about my hairdo mm-hmm. lately and he should know better. I'm a, a vain person. So I took the shears out and oh I guess God. fittingly, I'm now going to take off my, my Pittsburgh hat here. To reveal to Joel from Pittsburgh and the rest of the world. Oh, I oh wow. Far. I got it. It got away from <laughs> oh, me. Oh, wow. I don't know what happened. It's gone and there's nothing we can do about I got, it. I'm still trying to focus because I'm seeing half the headset and I'm like, oh, that could still be hair. But oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Do oh, that. No, there okay. you go. Full, oh, wow. Full All right. Thank goodness. I've never been happier that it's an audio podcast. <laughs> oh. It doesn't look, it, it, it's just shorter. Look at that! Now, where it is, it's the profile. It's the left side profile. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Oh man! Uh, (laughs) Wow, Dave. My wife, my wife saw it and and made that noise. I mean, it really is. Still married? Well, (laughs) I don't know because she's she's angry at me for this. Like, but angry at me. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, is that the right emotion? And then that makes me kind of like, I'm disappointed in myself, <laughs> but then I transfer the emotion to her. And now I'm angry with her for being angry at me. She's like, well, you got, oh, no, you've got to go to the barbershop. Oh, she, no. she, she said, uh, you know, uh, if I may say, she said that it's a lady boner killer. Like, look, look, oh, at, wow. like, look, 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 look at your hair. Oh, she said, look at yourself. Oh, my God. I mean, it. Well, let's well, ask. I, I appreciate your wife's um, input, but let's ask the expert, Joel. Is this, in fact, a boner killer, Joel? You t- <laughs> you had a look at it. I mean, it's a big week for Dave. It, it's it's Steelers Browns week, and man, I know on this show, it's a it, it looks like you lost a bet, and you you usually do lose a bet on this show, but you, I don't think you made a bet. I cut a cut off us, Mike. Please, I mean, you know. I don't know how it. Some people belong on a microphone. I don't know how other it people looks don't. Worse. How is it pop? It looks like. You, well, take off your hat and show us. Like That's you, how it could be you worse. Barber shop, and you were like, "Give me the Eddie Olchek." <laughs> That's not bad. Terrific, you know what, obscure you know reference. Like, All right. It look. looks like you went in the barber shop and show them a picture of Jimmy Neutron or something. No, no, no. You know, oh, it looks look, like Joel's heating up. Everybody, look out! You know what it looks God. like. Um, I say putting my long normal hair behind my ear. Um, it, have you guys seen Party Down? No. Yes. Okay. Well, in in season two, the the guy comes back with a convertible and he's got a new haircut, and it looks a little bit. Dave's haircut looks a little bit like that haircut. <laughs> if I had if I had a big long uh, rat tail in the back, I would look like a uh, Florida Gator, New Jersey Net, Dwayne Shintz. Do it. Look at the Do look it. at the side of my hair. I mean, I don't oh, think I re- it's well, that. I don't. I think it's. I think it's. It'll grow out. Ah, listen, or maybe it'll just, maybe that's my final goodbye to, to a full head of hair. And you know, well, the second half of my life bad, will be spent bald headed. Joel is oh, searching. Thank He's you. searching the in- internet for more, uh, more reference. I do like Jimmy Neutron because that's kind of what I thought for like, maybe it's like a Pittsburgh boy band that we, he's trying to develop or something. It's the, it's the shelf in the front that, uh, it's a little Sean McVay. I'm not going to lie. It's a oh, little yeah. bit of the yeah, flip. Right. You've got a little bit of the, you know, Every boy I, I did had a crush it to on myself. in seventh grade had the flip. So it's a little like I, it's a little Sean Oyve. If you ask me, <laughs> I don't know. All right, I don't know. So it's a long way to we go. We gotta it's move on. Go. We gotta let's move on. I'm getting on. I'm getting on the text chain with our fancy writers friends and telling them you said that, and then they will then they will scold you for the All terrible right. pun. It's early here on the, on the West Coast. Let's talk football. I guess we could talk football, right? Why not? And let's talk the game of the week. I don't think there's any doubt. Rodgers versus Brady, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. This number has flip-flopped a lot uh, on FanDuel. Now Green Bay, as it is Friday morning, is a one-point favorite. Over under a hefty 55 and a half. Um, I think Green Bay is a lot better. Not even just a little better than Tampa Bay. A lot better. I get it. One game, anything can happen. But I think Aaron Rodgers... uh, you're playing into his hands here. You're going to Tampa Bay. There's not going to be a full crowd. What does Aaron Rodgers do best? Well, he does a lot of things great. But one thing he does is he's cadence at the line of scrimmage. He can get a free play or two calling teams offsides. And what better team to do it against than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who led the league in penalties last year. They're an undisciplined bunch. They had over 100 yards last week in penalties. I think he gets like four free plays out of this group, and it doesn't really matter what Brady does. I imagine he'll come back from the I can't count to four debacle last week, but uh, Green Bay's rested. I think they're better. 
think this is a 27-20 win for the Packers, and I think it goes under. What do you guys think? I'm with you. I think that this is, to me, it's a no-brainer that the Packers win, and I'm actually surprised that um, that's the line. I feel like it should mm. be, I don't know. I mean, first of all, Rodgers and LaFleur have a really good thing going. Like, that coaching quarterback partnership, they are clearly on the same wavelength. Um, the Packers have looked so compatible with each other. And then you have the Bucks, mm. who are, as you say, undisciplined, who have all these penalties. I don't think that Brady and Arians are totally on the same page about what's going on. I mean, I think even the post-game press conferences where Arians been like, he's kind of thrown some shade at Brady. And I think starting in week one, that set a weird tone. And, yeah. um, you know, sure, Brady had his five touchdown game, but then he had the Bears and we all saw how that went. So right. I feel I just feel much more confident in the Packers. And I think that Aaron Rodgers has a physical ability like Brady's good, but Rodgers has those insane Hail Marys that Brady. I don't know that he has those right now or ever to mm. that extent. So I think the coaching pairing combined with the physical ability and where they are in their careers it, it seems sort of like a no-brainer dave is about to hit us with a tampa big comeback here i know it i know i can no, feel it I well can feel it. well uh, unfortunately i'm gonna make it a clean sweep mm. in uh in the packers favor and you know dave the qb whisperer has hailed uh, aaron Rodgers for more than a decade now well before he won a super bowl as the most talented specimen to ever play quarterback at least predating Patrick Mahomes. That might be a debate at this point. Um, I'm I'm happy to indulge QB v QB. Wish we would have gotten 12 v 12 in a Super Bowl at some point. In the here and now, though, I think the biggest uh, thing about this game is Vita Vea or his absence there. I mean, the, right. the Tampa Bay has been really good, and people have finally come around on the idea that that defensive front seven is mighty for Tampa Bay, or at least it was. They're going to have to be consumed with trying to cover up Vita Vea's absence now, and they potentially can do that, but I think they're going to be so fixated on trying to slow down Aaron Ro Aaron Jones and otherwise that I think that we're going to ultimately see the aforementioned Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers shine at least to the tune of of covering that number. Packers win this Yeah, one. Aaron Rodgers uh, toot his horn a little more. 13 touchdowns, no interceptions through four games. Only two other players have done that. They both won MVP. He is having his best season right now. I know it's only a quarter of the season of his masterful career. This is shaping up to be his best season. I, I will say too, because yeah. it's not hyperbole when it when when it isn't mere hyperbole and actually deserves historical mention. To me, his 2011 season, Aaron Rodgers is uh, to compare his 2020. Um, the best of his career. The 2011 season of Aaron Rodgers is the single best quarterback season ever. Mm -hmm. Aside from the 1984 season of Dan Marino, the the legendary that season that he put up, but that was number one. But after that, that comparing this season to Rodgers is high praise mm -hmm. indeed. And yet, the Packers are nowhere near the top in the rankings of America's team. We've proven that. Uh, well, the Cowboys are America's team. We made some fancy videos the other day. Uh, Charlotte weighed in. She wouldn't pick a winner. I, of course, am sticking with the Cowboys. I Dave have gone, has moved to the Bills. I should have gone what, hard sorry, for the Packers. I should have started a campaign. I should have just gone in with that. So many people agreed with me. I think I would have won in terms of fan interaction. And it's I feel like I just yet. I feel like I blew an opportunity. So maybe I'm just gonna start, you know, get back on All that right. train. 
you uh you know if everybody wants to spend money towards their campaign that's the uh it's available well Your you guys don't know this but i have a super pack i have a packers i is have a right? super packers <laughs> <laughs> super p-a-c-k wow yeah. interesting so um, just wait yeah, we got a lot of it's coming a lot of feedback um charlotte's been all over the place she has she, I mean, she like, the she, chiefs she, too she liked the chiefs she's too. a political <laughs> opportunist plainly you see yeah. it all over with, the, with, with those fat cats in dc I'm, i mean they, this is what she's 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 mentioned the jaguars and then she mentioned the chiefs now she's on the packers so she's vibed to the mustachioed Minshew <laughs> until his team was irrelevant now she's vibing the front running teams that, 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 that's no I'm way just to trying live. to Come get on, a sick Bills. ambassadorship to Paris so I'll do whatever it takes Dave Paris you wouldn't last 45 seconds in a town hall in Des Moines wherever the hell they are I don't know no watch uh, me actually I would last longer in Paris than I would in Des Moines that's for sure <laughs> all right we'll put you to the task thanks um yeah all right so America's team yeah it's still out there Dave Dave going after Andy Dalton of all things to uh because because the uh what what was your latest thing America's team can't be led by a man named Andy. So this just America's team just goes from week to week. If your quarterback gets hurt, that's it. You you have to uh, ditch the the title. Well, listen, as somebody who tried too hard with his head of hair, I think I'm allowed <laughs> to speak about Andy Dalton's silly uh, uh, redhead there. I mean, has there ever been a bigger gap between a nickname and a human being's deeds as the Red Rifle? Come on, let's Pretty let's good. let's call it what it nickname? is. It's not the Red Rifle. Yeah, he's not the Red Rifle. Let's just call him what he is. He's Andy. Andy is not America's <laughs> quarterback. I, I I forbid it. I'm putting my foot down. Call him the leader of the NFC East champions 2020. That's what you should call him. <laughs> he's going to take the Cowboys. This is a prestigious There's got to be something in between front-running Charlotte's teams and and the Dallas Cowboys winning the division at 6-10 right. or whatever but they're going to My point is you're going to take the Bills, and then if uh, Josh Allen gets hurt, I'm going to go after Matt Barkley. Like, how can America's team be led by Matt Barkley? No, I have so many other ways to uh, poke holes in your argument. 1977 uh, ended a long time ago, Sal. That's the recurring. Everybody who champions the Cowboys is America's team in the calendar year 2020 is living well in the past. Right, but Dave, it, we established that that's the only smart way to live these days. Yes, The present exactly. sucks and the future True. looks worse. What and are we supposed blasphemous. to do? This is the only guy Touché. in the country Touché. crapping on Dak Prescott's name right now, Charlotte. I mean, it's disgusting. It's insensitive. It's, it's too soon, Dave. <laughs> At least insensitive. Hey, let's get Politics is dirty, man. <laughs> um, we will cover, uh, like I said, we have three more games we're going to cover in our extra points for extra pay parlay. That's coming up soon. We're tea. That's called a tease in the business. Um, we're going to make you what I said, a hundred million dollars. These guys said 30 million, 30 million in one. No, by the end of the year, we want to make you a hundred million dollars and uh, we're well on our way. So we'll cover more games in a little bit. COVID update, 14 Colts, Colts personnel uh, tested positive for COVID. Um, they might be false positives. I got to tell you, false positive is now going to be, that's going to be my attitude. I'm going to be false positive going forward. <laughs> I want to do that. Dave, you touched on this a little bit. Uh, whether the Colts are canceled, it looks like the Falcons are opening their facility. So now this Colts thing, Colts Bengals is the one. You might not see your, your boy Burrow this week, Charlotte. Oh. But I'm going to be false positive about this and say we see between 10 and 12 football games every Sunday. That's pretty great. Let the league figure out what to do with the rest. Um, you know, I think it's an uphill climb, but that's mine. That's me. False positive, Sal. Rest of the way. What do you think? 
I love it. Uh, it would be a good name if we could go back in time. This would be a good name for the for the podcast um, <laughs> in general. But yeah, I, I I mean, listen, some people, the sun is always shining on them. And I guess some industries, the sun always shines on them. And for pro football, if I mean, this is glass half full, certainly, mm-hmm. and playing into the false positivity, I guess. But in the here and now, the idea that we keep getting more football games during the work week. Uh, who's complaining? Zero people. Mm-hmm. That's who. It's awesome. If we get so if we wind up with just every week double header Monday and maybe a game on Tuesday right. or whatever. All right. Who's complaining? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, go ahead, Charles. Have you guys been tested for COVID? You've been tested, Sal. I get tested three times a week. I went to the wrong um, tent and was uh, I ended up getting three flu shots a week for a while. So it was bad. Uh, we had to. I don't know what that ends up being. No, no, I get tested. On I was going to say, and they three, tested you up your butt. Time. And then there we go. <laughs> I like, what? I haven't read anything like, oh, about this. This isn't the right tent. Um, sorry. I don't know where that came yeah. from. Sal getting tab <laughs> IVs going forward. Um, well, yeah. Well, I just feel like it's hard to trust any result because I'm like, all of this could be wrong. So I love Mm -hmm. the idea that we can have false positives. And then, you know, two days later, it's like psych game is on. But also, what if they're all what if they all have COVID? So that's me. I'm Mr. False Positive. We love it. uh, You said who can complain? Well, there are some people who can complain. They reach out to us at the extra points gang at Gmail. Dot com. That's how uh, you reach us via email. The extra points gang at gmail.com. Back to back E's there, as Charlotte pointed out. A man named Dennis wrote us an email, says, I am a loyal listener of the extra points podcasts. Uh, I believe Cousin Sal is a funny and engaging host. Thank you. And then both his co-hosts are affable, amusing partners. One repetitive annoyance. The three of you act like scared little kittens when it comes to the covid virus. Every positive test is a catastrophe. You laugh and shake your head in disbelief that many parts of this country are open and people are leading normal lives. Grow up. You live in a repressive state with a simpleton for a governor. I think he's talking to you there, Charlotte. I am 62 and a retired consumer products executive who has lived across the world in the U.S. Life needs to go on. Stick to your sports commentary. There it is. I don't care about your COVID hyperbole or your political positions. Thanks for the entertainment. I wish the new website nothing but success. Oh, I want to jump on this guy, but he's saying now he button, buttons yeah, it and starts t- it. It's like, hard. What, what do I That's do here? That's like a, <laughs> no. I'm like, are you negging us? I'm like, I, I was what like looking at we... like, what, what, what do I do with this? Now, Dennis, thank you for the email. Obviously, um, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I've been thinking about this. Maybe we were a little too negative about the COVID stuff. Um, you know, that's why I've uh, invented this new persona with the false positive, uh, you know, personality. That's what I'm going to do. But I'll say this. Look, first of all, we talk sports or whatever. We 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 don't talk politics 98% of this hour. That that's I think that's a fair number, 98%. I'm sorry. Politics are going to bleed through. We're going through COVID. We're going through a pandemic. There's no way to talk about cancellations of games without bringing politics in it a little bit, A and B. It doesn't matter what I think. They're canceling games. Whether I think they should cancel games or not or or herd immunity or not, they are actually canceling games, okay? So that affects my livelihood, and I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to be a little doom and gloom about it when it looks like there's a different team every week, and you do the math on it. So sorry if it seems like uh, I don't think it's a grow-up situation. I see a tornado coming down my street trying to ruin my livelihood and I'm doing the math, like eventually we'll run out of the weeks if the NFL continues to do this the way it 
the way they do. But thank you for the email, Dennis. I don't know if am I looking at it the wrong way? This Dennis would vomit if he listens to the three minutes before the podcast and the four minutes <laughs> after the podcast. He would never stop throwing up if we if we included our political thoughts. I think we'd do a pretty good job keeping it out of the hour. I I want to I want to say something, Dennis. Look, Dennis, buddy. I first of all, I wish. I would love not to talk about COVID. I would love to not think this is a big deal. That seems like a much, you must be much happier than we are, Dennis. But I think that there's a difference between living in the world that you would like to have be happening right. and living in the world we're living in, which is that this is a deadly virus. We we are worried about people's safety. Yes, mm. it's great to have sports, but you know there are some other bigger things going on. And at, at the same time, I think that, we are doing a pretty good job talking about sports and having fun talking about sports. So, I mean, it is it is a balance, I guess. But um, I don't know. It, it, it'd be great. I think we yeah, you know? I think we've done a good job. We haven't had too many of these emails from from people like Dennis and uh, whatever. We welcome all most people of, think uh, I just don't know how to gamble and shouldn't be here. So, yeah, you know, this it's is like I'll take first... Dennis's. Yeah, Charlotte is the first email we've gotten that hasn't been uh, positive your way. Not even a false positive your way. <laughs> Charlotte and I are affable. See, that's a victory <laughs> for us. I'll say this. The 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 cliche is think globally, act locally. And Dennis is kind of acting globally by saying that, well, I, there, there's no sign of it in my neighborhood in, in where, where I am. Right. I, it's it's all over the world. It's not some conspiracy. I mean, I, the the that's the part that gets weird with it is that is that somehow it's a it's a plan to hurt somebody or a group of people or whatever there there's more of it in cities because there are more people close to each other mm -hmm. period that's all i mean it's not so it's not an opinion that's just the reality <laughs> well I mean, the reality is games are getting canceled like i said their games right. are getting canceled so um, that's where teams play too is in cities they play yeah. Where there are more people, so that they can presumably show up and watch the teams yeah. play. They don't put them in rural areas for a well, reason. Well, unfortunately, Ergo, you're going to see because that was our whole plan. If they had listened to us and put the games in Maine, you know, of course, we'd be good to yes. go. Yeah, but your freaking governor, your corrupt governor, you know, then I mean, he hit it on the head there with your governor. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm simple. I want a Super Bowl sometime uh, January, February, March. I want Tab back on the shelves. Am I going to get either of those things? No, I don't think I. <laughs> thanks You'll for the email. You'll get a Super Bowl. It just might be like <laughs> high school teams playing each other yes. in Tampa. Fine, whatever. If I could bet on it, it's good. If fans <laughs> will hang a line on it, that's good enough. Anyway, thank you for the email. Got a lot of <clears throat> bunch of other emails. Um, Clippers. Now, Dave has made this his cause, and I think it's a, a good one. Clippers need ironic to too. Again, now Clippers. Oh, well, right. not ironic. In fact, playing into the brand here, I'm now fully anti-Clipper. I mean, if I hated the Clippers earlier in the week after what the Clippers did to my head of hair, yes. I'm out on them forever. I got a good one. We should call them the Hollywood haircuts. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. Boo. Well, no, think about it. Like, you know, they really, the haircuts were out to, they really, I don't know. But in Sarah, no, no, there's no bad answer. Well, actually, I'm going to read some bad uh, answer. Yeah, there actually are. But no, but I settled on the, uh, the, uh, Hollywood crystals after Billy okay. crystal being the number one fan. I think it's uh, it's good. It's got some legs. Dave, what did you, you gave three. I think you're going to have to, I think you have to come up with one. I want to put this to well, a poll eventually. I, I mean, I feel uh, legitimately because this is not a bit for me. I, you know, life's not a bit for me. What I, you know, that, 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 Disagree. this is, this is, I, 
I think this I think this would be great. And I really think legitimately Steve Ballmer, mm -hmm. no jive. I apply a no jive policy mm. when I talk into the microphone and no jive here. Yes, you're a captain of industry and, and you've made thousands of dollars doing your thing with computers <laughs> and everything. But I understand uniforms and, and, and the like. And Hollywood would distinguish you. You're never going to catch the other Los Angeles pro basketball team. So cut bait and move on. Hollywood, and it just, for me, legitimately comes down to, is it the Hollywood Knights with a K, cool logos mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff? Hollywood stars, there's a historical tie to it. And I also, I, I'll throw in the third one, Hollywood blockbusters. Okay. That's a, all I right, mean, Dave's got these three. are all great. I mean, so those you are, had, you had a one or two, those right? Those are legitimately good with. names. I just think that they should yeah. move the team to Seattle. Like, that's my. <laughs> Stop with that jive. Why? That's jive. Why? I think that's jive. I think that's what he's talking about when he says jive. I think. Why I no is idea. that jive? That's such a good. Okay, fine. All right. We have to keep him. In L.A., even though L.A. already has a basketball team, mm -hmm. and I don't know who, like, who's a Clippers fan? If you're a Clippers fan, email us and tell me how Billy you Crystal. became. Well, Billy Crystal sent us an email. I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like, I'm, I've sort of talked myself into the Malibu rums. I think that's sort of <laughs> sexy and cool. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see if we can get some, some help here. I do like the Malibu What about rums. the Hollywood swashbucklers? Oh, yeah. Is that not taken? Well, because then, you know, it's a swash <laughs> with a swish. <laughs> Nick, uh, Nick Bevins wrote into the extra points gang at gmail.com and uh, two e's. offered up back the to two back. E's. He offered up La Ninos. I don't even know if that's I don't know if that works. It's a uh, El Ninos. Uh, well, it's, it's he says it's a hat tip to El Nino and the fact that they're the younger mm. brother or whatever, the child of uh, the Lakers. Uh, that's interesting. Someone said the Orange County Choppers. Ooh, sounds good, but I don't. I don't know that that's a, that's a slap in the face to the Kobe Bryant legacy. That's not. I don't think that's that going to work. Feels bad. Uh, Dave Bloomquist said the La Brea Tar Pits. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> that is um, listed as one of the tourist attractions out here, and it is a, a miserable time. That's pretty it funny. Really is actually. Dumb. Yes. Um, man named Marty said the Brentwood Broncos. Well, the California love. <laughs> now, Dave, you don't like that because it doesn't end in an S. But um, no, that's why I have to reject it. Lovers. Okay. All right. Uh, now we can talk. Yeah, How wild would that be? The lovers. Like was... you have to talk about a, a professional sports team and be like, the lovers were on <laughs> fire tonight. Holly Hollywood romantic comedies. Actually, why, why not just put it up for Every movie that's coming out, you know, the movie industry is in some peril. How about with a, 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 any blockbuster that's coming out gets to put their name behind Hollywood, whatever. And it's an ongoing promotion for the movie industry, thereby propping up both the former Clippers and our beloved <laughs> the Hollywood tenants who lose. Well, that's good, too. Uh, yeah, man, we, we have to do something with this. All these are better than the, the Hollywood Space Jam dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, now you're as long it. as it ends with an S. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Heath Santazo says uh, he loves the, the podcast. This is directed to Charlotte. You rock. Hollywood Agents wow. is the best name. Did you say Hollywood Agents? I did. I think you did. Yeah. Um, cool double one, like the James Bond kind of. Um, no, 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 you know, no, no, no. Uh, like CAA, like James, baby, no, I get it, but it had, 
<laughs> yeah, but it would have a double. It right. would have a double meaning. Yeah, put baby doll dicks in like James Bond. Oh, I got, I got just that. the logo for that. Him smoking with the, oh, that's great. Uh, Hollywood <laughs> uh, Coke. Yeah, I'm a little down on Coke, right? Both, both, both Cokes. Hollywood Heathens, Hollywood 101s, Hollywood Fame. I kind of like, like fame, Hollywood dude. 101s, I'm going to be honest. It's not bad. That's pretty good. Uh, the freeways, the freeways is nonsensical, but it, you know. No, I like I the know. 101s. The out, 101s is like. 101s could be good. It's like even better than 100 in a way. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. I do like that. There were the cold 405. There were the cold 45s. That is kind of cool, actually. The You know, like you have the 76ers. We don't have enough numbers names. I like the Hollywood 101s. That's like, that's pretty cool. And you could be like, it was basketball 101, folks. So, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. I like this. I like it. Okay. See, this is good. Keep them coming at the extra points gang. Who thought of 101? At gmail.com. That was from uh, Heath Centazzo. Heath. Big fan of yours. Yep. Thank, well, first of all, thank you. Where are you, Balmer? Come out, Balmer. Show yourself. Heath. Before it's too late. Heath, forget about the Clippers. Maybe change your own name. I don't know about Heath. Oh, um, right? come on. Do we like Heath? I Ledger? Li- I, mean, I like him as our fan. Yeah, Ledger. I don't know. Heath. There's so I bet, many well, other candy bars you could have named yourself after. Keith um, Miller, borderline Hall of Famer, but oh, uh, right, right. It, it is, I will say, it is a very weird name for a baby. Heath. So we, <laughs> oh, who's this little darling? What's what's this little cutie's name? Heath. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's weird. a, I'm less down on Heath, but that might be because he said nice things about me. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly why. That's exactly. No, uh, Heath Ledger, I'm used to. Heath, I, I don't know. I, whatever. Who the hell cares? I don't know a single Heath. Hollywood so. Jokers. How, how about the, the Hollywood Jokers? That's pretty good. That ain't no, bad. No, no, no. Because then you have all these idiot guys showing up with like their faces painted like Joaquin Phoenix oh, yeah. and looking or, you know. Yeah, the tailgating might not be And good. it just gets. Oh, I think it'd be pretty cool. Like a bunch of I mean, imagine, but the up. playing card. But imagine the playing card, how cool it would look. That could That's be their uh, logo. Is it that? Hey, let me ask you guys. Did you see that Turner and FanDuel announced the partnership for NBA on TNT? No way. I did. Tell me more. They did. They did. Lots of partnerships have been announced in sports betting, but this has the potential of being really great. Let me tell you why. Because FanDuel is tastefully trying to merge sports betting and live sports content on a national scale to greatly enhance users' basketball watching experience. Yes, starting with the 2020 NBA playoffs, been really impressed with how FanDuel's providing value to basketball telecasts, and I'm excited to see how the partnership unfolds in these years to come. It's a testament, I say, to FanDuel as a leader in the market, and they're selective in who they want to partner with, including the Extra Points Network right here, and how that comes to life for the best experience for sports fans and customers. You can be able to bet on games probably in a state. Who knows? The sky's the limit now with this. Basketball and once the Clippers change your name, it's only, it's only going to get better, right? Thank you, FanDuel. Thank you for the same-game parlays throughout the NFL season. They refund the first same-game parlay you lose on any NFL game each week up to $10. means you could bet a different parlay risk-free every NFL week all season long. Pretty simple. All you have to do is combine multiple bets from one game into a single parlay. That way, the payoffs are even bigger when you win. So let's say you could have Aaron Rodgers to run for a touchdown or Ronald Jones to have over, I'm making it up right now, 82 and a half yards or Tom Brady uh, over one and a half interceptions. God forbid all the Tampa fans. You could do all of that on Monday night football, Thursday night football, the Sunday games. You like my picks? Go ahead, bet them. 
You'll get 10 bucks back if we don't win. We can do this all season long. And FanDuel is the only sportsbook app we could play these same game parlays. So listen, if you don't already have an account, sign up with promo code extra points so they know we sent you. If you already have an account, good to go. FanDuel Sportsbook Extra Points is the promo code. All right, guys, baseball. This is it. What about the Hollywood? What about the <laughs> Hollywood? Like off of, you know how the, the USFL team, maybe you don't know this, but the, the Pittsburgh franchise for the USFL was the Pittsburgh Maulers because the DeBart- DeBartolo family made its fortune in malls. So it was a, it had a double meaning, the uh-huh. Maulers, maybe the Hollywood Bulls, like playing off of Hollywood Boulevard. What about that? The Bulls? I would read like the Hollywood <clears throat> Reds. Bulls? B-O-U-L-S? Bulls. No, it would be like that, but you would still he- your ear would still catch if it was you know a beast. It would? A bull. The Hollywood, uh, the Chicago. I, Have you? Are we? What is this jersey? What is the, what's the logo right. look like? Right. They're yeah. Gonna have what to do you want? It, yeah, they're gonna have to give the Hollywood it. Hollywood Hollywood bullies. How about that? I don't know. That could I'm, be I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm brainstorming. <laughs> the, the Hollywood Towers. I think you you nicked the brain with the the Clipper. Ironically, I think this is what <laughs> happened here. No. Uh, these are all good suggestions. Like I said, the extra points gang at gmail.com hit us up with more, not the curse. Yas. not the curse. Oh, not nobody wants to no. embrace that. Right. Well, now. let's talk here. about that. The Dodgers are down three to one Clayton Kershaw, a ho-hum start. We'll get into that in a second. Astros raised razor up three, two, but Astros charging fast. Um, game six Astros raise minus minus one forty plus one twenty two. Uh, the rays have Snell pitching, but, God, they're the favorite. <clears throat> Can't count the Astros out. Dodgers have all but named Dustin May their starter. Talk about redheaded saviors. This guy is a rookie. He uh, Kershaw scratched first game of the season. He came in and won. Now they have the rookie pitching a, a win or go home game. Five. Maybe this is the year. This is a crazy sideways year. Maybe it's the year of the redheaded uh, male athlete or female athlete as it is. Could it be? I mean, we'll see tonight. Maybe I just feel I ache <clears throat> for Kershaw. Like, yeah, I so let's I, get into that. I hate this. I hate this for him. I want him to win a World Series. I feel like when, you know, obviously I'm a Red Sox fan. I want the Sox to win. And I did feel a little bad rooting against the Dodgers in 2018. And I feel like, you right. know, people say, you know, even Sal, and when we were talking about this, you said, you know, is there anyone who's had a a career where they perform so well in the regular season and then just like absolutely fall apart in the postseason. And I think David Price used to have that narrative. Like when he came to the Sox, it was that he choked every postseason. It was, um, he, he redeemed himself 2018. We got, and, and all I want is for Kershaw. He's so good. And then he totally has meant like, I don't know what it is. They they should do a psychology study on this guy. It's just and right. I want the best for Mookie. If we can't have him, Mookie, I can't ever say his name right. <laughs> Mookie. Mookie. <laughs> the Hollywood, I want the Hollywood best Mookies. For Mookie. I want the best for Mookie. If we can't have him, I want him to be happy. You know, he didn't screw it up. Boston screwed it up. So that's my Dodgers rant. Well, and that's true. And I, I don't know how I feel bad for him. To, I don't know how bad we're supposed to feel for someone who makes $31 million a year. In fact, that's exactly what Dak was getting. And they, everyone told him to walk. But it's different. It's different in Major League Baseball. But I don't think there's an athlete that compares to him. Now, last night is not the greatest example. They didn't hit for him. They had one hit for him. He blew it in the sixth inning. 
but he ended up giving up four runs in five innings or something. Not his worst playoff outing, but this guy, I don't think, Dave, there's anything that compares to him in this or any other sport because of his body of work. He has 172 postseason innings, actually more now, I think like 177. He's 11 and 12, 4.31 ERA, 4.84 in the NLCS, 5.40 in the World Series. This is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's got a less than two and a half ERA, 175 more than wins, that. and 2,500 strikeouts plus. He's going to have probably close to 3,000 strikeouts. First ballot Hall of Famer. Is there anyone like this in, in any other sport? Well, first of all, as, as though I need to contextualize his dominance, I mean, you know, from Sandy Koufax to Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, and, uh, you know, a very small list, Bob Gibson, who just passed. And I mean, there are very few names in the over the last 50 or so years that would even begin to rival Clayton Kershaw. But it is weird. We talk about it all the time about I. Pro, high end, big time, multimillionaire athletes, their first exposure to postseason play and coming through in the clutch, they're dismissive about it. You want to get that stuff out of the way early in your career. We cite Tom Brady as a guy in his sophomore year with the Patriots getting over the hump. And then that stink is washed off before it can ever get going. Like, can he win the big one? Can he win the big one? Clayton Kershaw, those things do accumulate. I, I don't care how dominant a performer you are. There's no way it doesn't insinuate itself into your brain after you oh, fail once. It. And then a second time, now you go out there carrying that burden of, like we talk about, the curse of Sposta. When you're supposed to win, that is a heavy weight ap atop your uh, your world-class shoulders there. The guy who I would compare it to I, that I can think of is, I guess, Drew Brees. Drew, I, because... You would think Clayton Kershaw. He's won because one, of the though. Dodgers. He's got one. Oh, I know, but the Dodgers' overall dominance, you would think at least that would that would drag would have dragged Kershaw through at some point during his career, even if he himself wasn't so good. Breeze benefits from Brett Favre throwing a terrible overtime interception in the Superdome, and not to mention Adrian Peterson fumbling a lot that same yeah. day in that NFC title game. That doesn't happen. Um, Drew Brees is Dan Fouts. He never got to a Super Bowl. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the dozen or so best quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era, but never got over the hump. But as you point out, he did get through. He did yeah, get over that's the hump. Why I think and so he looks no, different. I don't think this there's is anyone. Crazy. I don't think there's anyone in any sport. I looked like at fighters like Randy Couture had lost five out of six title fights or something like, all right, I'm trying to, I, I could not do it. Joel was throwing me names all night. I was like, shut up. <laughs> James Harden does not shoot. He doesn't go six for 30 from the field every time, you know, like same with Westbrook. Maybe there are definitely players whose postseason numbers uh, are, are failures compared to their regular season numbers. But Hank Lundquist. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Bernie Federko. I mean, he's a second tier guy, got, Hall of yeah, Famer, but, but he's the, not. none of these guys have the body of what he has a over almost 180 postseason innings, which is like almost a, a full season. And he still is doubly double a ZRA almost. It's really bad. Again, I don't know how bad we feel for this guy. I just don't know that. Joel, do we ever come up with a name? Did, what would. You're going to say Dave's hair is the only thing that compares. That can't. Uh, we, did, we did come up with one name. Who? It is, it is not one of the major sports. Oh, what was it? Then why bring it up? It, is, it, would, be, it would be Kurt Henning. 
Mr. Perfect. Oh. Mr. Oh. Perfect was a, a WWF wrestler. You would think by his name, he would have perfect. Part of perfection is winning the title at some point, but he never did. He, uh, he never won the WWF title. Yeah, that, that's it. You have to go into fantasy land to find somebody. I do um, feel bad. Look, I know that he's made a bunch of money. Great. What is he? 32, 33? 32. He's I think, 32. Yeah. He's made a bunch of money. He's going to be set. His kids are going to be set. Hopefully his grandkids are going to be set, you know, yeah. assuming all goes well. But I think for a lot of these athletes, yes, money is a lot of it. And money is a huge perk. And mm-hmm. it sort of validates what they do but i think these guys are so competitive and women are so competitive that like the real the real meaning from it comes from winning and comes from like you don't get to be as good as he is without caring about winning so no matter how much money you have like that would eat me alive if i was like wow i'm really good at my job but i will never I can't get to this one thing that I want more than anything. Yeah. And then you retire and like you're sleeping in your bajillion dollar mansion. And you can't sleep because you're like, I'm a failure. So I, I, I do that mental that mental thing does seem hard for me. Well, w- wait a second. Actually, now that I think about it, first of all, the correct answer here is I, I, I even mentioned him on this show and somehow uh, spaced on him. It's Dan Marina. Yeah, I mean, but he wasn't in the playoffs 40 times and failed. You he know was in I mean? the playoffs a lot. How many years? But he was how, in many, the, how many? I, 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 off the top of my head, I don't know how many times the Finns went to the, the playoffs. And, of course, he was hamstrung by people overstate Mark Clayton and Mark Duper's greatness. And they always say, well, he never had a running back. He also didn't have a Hall of Fame receiver right. either. But either but either way. Um, I thought I think about Marino. I don't, I'm bit, but the bot, I just I look at the 180 in it. Like, so Marino, oh, Marino would have to have like almost a season worth of blown playoff games. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think that's close. I would bet you, I, I bet you Marino close. played in, <clears throat> Marino has to have played in a dozen playoff games. I th- Well, doesn't Joel, have to Joel, have, do something. I, look, look, look that up and, and look at it. I mean, you know, Kershaw's record no, is it's, it's in your notes. It's in your notes. He's eight and 10. It's in my notes. Eight so eight and 10. 10. Where's it I mean, his notes? worst, the, 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 I mean, I, I obviously oh, oh, I um, loved it. I love to talk about the most impactful games in the Super Bowl era. Mm-hmm. And um obviously these playoff games define what we think of people, but some more than others. And one that people look over is the AFC title game in the Orange Bowl mm-hmm. the year after Super Bowl 19. The Dolphins had vanquished the undefeated Bears in the Orange Bowl in early December and were dominant once again. If they get back to the Super Bowl the following year to play the Bears again on the fast track of the Superdome, they would have vanquished the 85 Bears. Mm. The reference to the Bears and the 46 defense best ever would have gone the way of the Dodo Bird. Marino would have reti- would have retired as the nominal best quarterback of all time until Tom Brady at least. And our perception of both uh, both sides of those things would be so wildly different. Right. It's I'll, insane. I'll accept Marino as close, but the fact is I don't remember Marino, even though he has a subpar record, as throwing four interceptions in all those games. You know what I mean? That's he more, did have some stinker. He, he was not good in that particular <clears throat> game. But I'll, I'll say this, too, to Charlotte's point, to, to really harangue uh, sad Dodgers fans. Now, whose career would you rather have at the end of the day? And whose would Clayton Kershaw rather have mm. deep down in his gut? Would he rather have his own career or Tim Lincecum's? Ooh. You know, like, I mean, yeah. Tim Lincecum ain't going to no Hall of Fame, but he but he got those rings. And he I got don't a think Cy that's Young the dichotomy and... here, though. I think Clayton Kershaw would rather have his career with rings. Yeah. <laughs> you right, know, right. like, I, I, 
those don't. I didn't give that as a but choice. But that doesn't seem like an, I mean, you I know, know what? also the if only... anyone out there has access to Tim Lincecum, I've been trying to get in touch with him for years. So Is that true? Yeah. Wow. So if anyone can. Ye- yell out your window. Put I don't me know. In t- Tim. Ditto me and Mario Lemieux. <laughs> the only ring I want, kids, is the one on, a, on the top of a can of a tab. And it's just not going to happen. Not gonna happen. I went to college for my MRS. My <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is time now for our extra points for extra pay parlay. This is what happens. FanDuel lets us pick three games. They boost the odds. They give us an extra point. We have won two of these out of the five previous weeks. We plan on making a hundred million dollars for the fans out there. Three winners. Let's get it going. Dave, start us off. I'll start it off uh, with a quick plug for minus three. This week, Schwartz and I combined, uh, we both feel that the Steelers are the smart play here um, at, uh, at at the standard number, let alone the boosted number I'm about to give you. Also, listen to minus three because Cleveland Browns fan and swell fellow Mark Sessler joined and we did more than a half hour chopping up the greatness of Browns v. Steelers on on every level there. I can give you some fancy stats why the Steelers make sense. Minus two and a half boosted um, in favor of the home team there. Um, the pass defense for the Cleveland Browns is shoddy so far. No Greedy Williams, 30th in the league. We know about st- uh, the Steelers' dominance over the Browns, Roethlisberger specifically, um, over the course of his career. Let's boil it down to this. I know people in Pittsburgh are wringing their hands that the defense hasn't been as dominant as it should be, but of course, see the forest for the trees. It is number one in sacks. That's not good for a guy, Baker Mayfield, with the with the crappy ribs going into this one. Overall, yards per game, they're third in the league, points per game, six. So it, the sky is not falling. And in fact, it's things are going to get stronger and stronger as we progress here. Bottom line, it's only... 100 miles between Cleveland and Pittsburgh, two football cities. It may as well be the difference between the distance between Mercury and Uranus. Can you imagine uh, the, get dirty the, the, poor, yeah. the poor people of Cleveland so close to football greatness between Canton, Ohio, <laughs> and Pittsburgh, PA, and yet they had the Browns assigned to them by the football gods forever ago. They continue to suffer all the way at least through this coming Sunday. Pittsburgh Steelers, by a field goal at least. Yes, I agree with you there, Dave. A lot of people, the, the Cleveland has not won in Pittsburgh, be it Three Rivers or Heinz Field in 17 years. And people are like, ah, that's got to end. This is a different team. Well, what about year 14? You said that had to end. What about year 15 and 16? It does not have to end. I agree with you. It does not end this week. Charlotte, that's one winner. Give us the second. Second winner I'm going to give you is Bears at plus two and a half against the Panthers. Bears are four and one. Panthers are three and two. The Bears have won four of their past five matchups against Carolina. And the Bears so far have allowed under 20 points three times this season. They've also got David Montgomery, who leads them with 63 carries and 247 rush yards. The Panthers have allowed four point, sorry, 5.4 yards per carry in 2020, which is the second most in the NFL. And now the Panthers' defense is banged up. You've got tackle Kawan Short out for the season with a shoulder injury. Defensive end Brian Burns is still out with a concussion. And I'm not convinced that the Panthers can protect Bridgewater against Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack. So 
I don't know. I think this in, this seems like a no brainer to me, which every time I've said that my pick is lost. <laughs> so, but I feel good about this one. I feel really, I feel good, good about, about it too. I really do. This is the week people have been like edging towards, Oh, Carolina. They're great. They're great. They're great. Look at Teddy Bridgewater against the spread. Look at his numbers. Teddy, two gloves, Teddy, two gloves, Teddy, two gloves. No, the bears. This is the team that's going to sneak up on everybody. They put a spell. They put some kind of hex on every team. Tom Brady, the greatest in the game, forgot how to count because the Bears you know put a spell is? on him. It's because Nick it? Foles is such a nice guy that they're like, oh, he's so nice. And then he beats him. There you go. That's it. Bet Nick Foles. Nice guy, Nick Foles. <laughs> Watch him start, Lost Mitch. <laughs> two and a half. I do think I do. I do like that pick, first of all. But in general, uh, regarding the Panthers, very quietly, Matt Rule. I mean, the, a little ahead of schedule here. And by the way, what if the Packers do beat Tampa? And and Carolina wins this one this weekend. I mean, things are starting to frame they're up not, pretty bad. They're not going to win. They're not going to win. Not gonna win. Didn't you hear? I'm just throwing Don't it out that. there. I'm just, you're right. I didn't Throw mean to put it out, out on minus three. We Don't have give to us have that good... bad juju. Juju Save now for here bet. for this parlay. My no, God. Juju's going to be in Hines. That's Come what on. I mean. We already talked about that. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Chicago plus two and a half. I'm going to finish this parlay off. A winner, a three-teamer. San Francisco plus four and a half. Sunday night. If I'm I, the only thing I have is these Sunday night games. I really should yes. sleep the whole day and wake <laughs> up. You guys should call me like, hey, get up for the five o'clock game uh, West Coast. What happened? Oh, my quarterback's out for the year. Cowboys lost. What? Well, okay, fine. All right, whatever. I'm I'm alive for the uh, night game. I'm taking San Francisco. We're boosting it to four and a half. It does not make a lot of sense if you look at the way these two teams have played. The Rams. All of a sudden, they're the they're the front runner. They're the first place team in the NFC West. Doesn't look like that's going to change. 49ers, everything anyone said about the Super Bowl hangover, it's there. But I think this is a must win. Three of the next four weeks, the 49ers are playing a first place team. This is an absolute must win game. Jimmy G's coming back. He's 3-0 against the Rams, 261 yards per game. Average margin of victory. 12.3. Mostert was back last week, through for uh, ran for 90 yards. He's okay. CB Emanuel back at corner. Uh, he's opposite Jason uh, Verrett. They're going to be fine there defensively. They step up. Remember, Goff had like an 80-yard game against San Francisco last year. I know he's not going against the same defense here, but I like the 49ers. I like the fact that 75% of the people who are betting this game are backing the Rams. The masses are asses, and we are not. We are making this number. FanDuel has made it plus four and a half. Jump on this parlay when you can because the odds will change. This is like bread is not 99 cents every single day. It goes that there's like a yeast shortage or something and they have to raise the price. Same thing here. Get in on our extra points for extra pay parlay. Pittsburgh, minus two and a half. Chicago, plus two and a half. San Francisco, plus four and a half. It was plus 401. FanDuel is boosting the odds to plus 470. If you jump on that right now, winner guys, we did it. We zig when they zag. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I love it. Listen, you got it. I know that sounded loco to most football fans ears. What Sal just said there about the Niners and Rams game, but Charlotte knows young QBs. Damashek knows cheeses mm. and Sal knows Sunday night football it's game true. results like nobody else. He is red hot in this regard. Thank you. You should perk your ears up and listen to that. Thank you. There we go. All right. I, I'm I, I have no more energy. Let's let's stop. <laughs> okay, the show. Bye. <laughs>
Charlotte, what do you have to plug? I got nothing left. A uh, new episode of the People's Sports Podcast came out yesterday. I told a very embarrassing story about my attempt to apply for a job when I was 21. So if you want to feel better about yourself, go listen to that. Um, also got a piece and a, a written piece in an interview with Malcolm Jenkins coming out later today, which um, he was a great interview as always and uh yeah follow me on twitter at the wilder things instagram at the wilder things uh we thank you <laughs> yeah we really do we thank you we <laughs> dave thank do you, th- you do you thank people too <laughs> i want to thank dennis in particular and uh and royal crown for hanging in there as long as they have an inspiration to all of us malcolm jenkins too my favorite thing about him is he and I went to barbecue once and he sh- he has a gigantic Lombardi trophy on his forearm. A tattoo, and not the actual a, trophy. A tattoo. Yeah, right. he's, got, he's, he's a married man. <laughs> and I, 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 that's what we talked about for way too long was like how, what a waste it is because it would be so impressive on a first date. You know, like, oh, this old thing. Yeah, I, I got one of these. Like now he's got two of them. Um, I, the, uh, I mentioned minus three Daves of Thunder out there as well. And, um, Get in on our boosted bet as well. I'm tweeting that one out at Damashek and follow Jeff Schwartz and minus three and all that stuff. Um, it was an especially fun episode this week. There you go. All right. Minus three. Yes, that's good. Good hardcore football analysis right there on that show. Um, lemon pepper parlay. Also the same with Rob Parker and TJ Hushmanzada. They have their lemon pepper parlays of the week. And listen to Jen and Jerry, Jerry Ferrara and Jen Piacenti on waiver wired. You can join there. Uh, FanDuel contest, yes, and you'll go up against a mystery guest provided by uh, Jerry Ferrara. His mother, his mother jumped in the uh, and won last week, so um, the very few remaining in the uh, Tournament of Champions, which is going to play out at the end of the year. Minus three, Lemon Pepper, Waiver Wired. Uh, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, you finish. I want you to get through all those, I think but I just it. wanted yeah. to shout against against all all you know laugh, they, lines. Yeah. laugh lines. At Rachel the end Bonetta. of, yeah. At the end of like uh, little league games and stuff mm-hmm. like that, everybody remembers. Or if you if you got a little one uh, in it now, like they always do, the the winning team always does two four. So I'd like to do that now. Two four six <laughs> eight. Who do, who we, do appreciate? we appreciate? Sal, Sal, <laughs> me? go because I kicked the crap out of you in fantasy oh, football up. last oh, week. And, 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 and where's fan do? Uh, it does matter. No. I, I know it matters very deeply to you. You are Clayton Kershaw right now. I am Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> wow. And, and, and whatever your past deeds have no import here because the lefty got you. You have set a, an important uh, precedent, lefty. I'm also a lefty, but um, you don't need to shine in week five. You just need to win the last couple couple games of the year. You need to pull off a suspect trade and then let the cards fall where they are. And that's what uh, I plan to do the rest of the season. I, I, I can't hear you. I have two of mm. the last three championship trophies in my no, you year, don't. except that, no, you except don't. that I lost yeah, them. It was I crushed in your so trunk. <laughs> that joke would have worked if you didn't lose the trophy. Mm. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Uh, yes. Um, go drink a tab. You that's creep. A, that's, that's the plan. I'm going to slowly sip a tab for the rest of the weekend and every weekend for the rest of my life. Uh, reminder, everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. See you Monday. 